Dallas, why, why are you wearing black head to toe, including a mask? Uh, well, um, you see, um... It would appear that Dallas has decided that he no longer wishes to be a giant samurai panda. Rather, he has decided to begin his training as a giant ninja panda. The transformation is somewhat akin to the transformation of Jinsekai and Ghosts of Tsushima. Wouldn't it be better to just, like, watch that new show that Netflix came out with? I mean, maybe? I don't know. Let's let's do that. Take the mask off, and then we'll, we'll go watch the show. Glicks, what is going on? We have received a signal from a new area on the planet Ikari. All right, let's see what the planet has for us today. Opening forms in three, two, one. Hello, devoted geeks, and welcome to Com Talk, podcast extension of Geek Devotions, a show for devoted geeks who are devoted and know that you are loved. I'm Dallas, and this is episode 178 with my beautiful bride, Celeste. Hello. How are you, babe? I'm good. Good. So um, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're uh, we got a couple things. We're going to talk about just general stuff. Let's have on Geek Devotions. And then we're going to be talking about a Netflix show that came out a couple weeks back that I need people to watch. Uh, so I get a second season. Basically, yes. that's what this is. This is just a campaign to get a second season of the show. Yes. Netflix, hear our cries. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So. But uh, it's been a minute less since you've been on the air. On the air, um, yeah. I put out a show Wednesday. Yeah, yeah Wednesday, talking about um, the new Demon Slayer anime that was out in theaters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to encourage you guys to check that out. If you're wondering if it's something for you to watch, check it out. See what my thoughts were. Yeah, that's a that was a thing. We did an article and then turned it into the uh, into the the podcast or you do mm-hmm. that so yeah and if you got let me i want to ask this question um because it happens every so often we've done that but do you guys like that when we do that when we take an article we turn it into a podcast love to hear your thoughts on that so um but yeah so let's, uh, let's get some conversations so that's what you've been uh doing in the geek world lately um in in the geek world uh <laughs> That I was not expecting for that <laughs> question. So let's see. I've been reading a lot as per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the middle of an audiobook book. Uh, I think you're gonna enjoy. Yeah, it sounds interesting. What was the what was it called again? Uh, to sleep in a sea of stars by Christopher Poloni, mm-hmm. and it is if. Alien and Firefly took place in the same universe, but it was not as scary as Alien, but not as goofy as Firefly. Ah, uh, interesting. And told from a much more serious character's perspective. Right. Because like That's it has the the team up, the the crew on a small ship thing going for it, but there's there's some some alien creatures that are 
coming from people. <laughs> Creatures. Cre- well, I don't want to say xenomorphs because that's... <laughs> I understand that. They call it the xeno. So. Right. I get that. I totally get that. Well, um, you've also been playing a game recently. I have. I've, it's a I've DLC. been playing a lot of side order. <laughs> a lot of side order. Um, side note, did I tell you I figured out why we were dying when we played Turf Wars and Splatoon the other day? No, why? It's the new season, so all the S-rank people uh-huh. dropped down, and they have to earn their way back up. Oh, that's why it was so bad the other day. So we were in with people <laughs> well above our level, I, and okay. possibly put with people well below our level. <laughs> That, that would explain a lot of things. A then. lot of things, because I'm like, this is not normally this unbalanced. <laughs> it was um, wild. We've been playing a lot of Splatoon. Yeah. So we've also uh, played some Little Big World. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get, I want to play more of that, because that's just a f- nice, fun, relaxing. That was. It's like, because of, of the way they do the things, the music and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then we get to play it together. Right. Um, which is fun. We like games we can play together. Right. Like we play Splatoon together because I was intentional about going, I want you to have a copy of this so you can play with me. Uh, right. But I like games we don't have to both have a copy. Yeah. I I forget that I enjoy Splatoon. Oh, yeah. And I really enjoy playing Side Order. I didn't know that I liked Rogue Light games. That was a new yeah. revelation to me. I didn't know what a roguelike, roguelike was mm-hmm. uh, until you you did your deep dive. Which <laughs> you've been doing a deep dive into Splatoon lore, which I find fascinating, and now I need like an anime of it. I know, right? It's All so deep. There's so much to it. I'm like, man, we need a show about this. So. Like, <laughs> Nintendo, give us a show. Because <laughs> it would need to be an anime. Yeah. Like, and or, or put out regular manga like I, the the manga y'all have is cute and all about this team this of underdogs winning at turf wars but like I need Marie and Callie being agents for mm-hmm. for Agent Cuttlefish or Captain Cuttlefish and like I need I need all of that right yeah those are definitely it's interesting stories coming out of that. So, well, for me, I've been playing that, and uh, I'm waiting for us to get back so I can finish playing Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> we're at the end game. It's less fun to watch it. And I've been playing Armor Core 6, which is a lot of fun. I genuinely enjoy that. That and, one's uh, been having a lot of fun decorating your Gundams. Yeah. They are. They're Gundams. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> And, uh, and then, um, so I'm trying to not let my ADHD brain go, oh, hyper-focus on something new, Dallas. Um, but I, I have excuse to. Um, I'm contemplating, contemplating playing Pokemon, the card game. Um, I must tell you what I told you when you were talking to our students about it, because that's why he's... He's saying he has a reason for this hyper-focus. Uh, <laughs> we, had some, 
some teenagers in our student group mm-hmm. that are into playing Pokemon. The mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what I told you in front of them of, remember, we have a budget. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's the thing is, I, I'm like, that's, I like TCG games. Yeah. But I don't like the cost of TCG games because you always have to stay up on certain things. And, um, but I only want to do this for the sake of playing with our students, of having another touch point to interact with them and do stuff. And I was talking with Brian, who's one of our, one of our good friends. And he is like in the know, he is the expert on TCG. And, um, he's like, really? I mean, Pokemon's actually pretty cheap. He goes, don't buy packs. They're, they're expensive. Yeah. And uh, what we're talking about, I may just buy like a single like starter kit and that's it. Just so I can play. That would be that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. So that being said, you and I need to like sit down and play a couple rounds of magic just because I miss playing. I, <laughs> I don't want to get all into it, but I enjoy the mechanics of the game. Yeah. Playing I... armor, not armored core, playing junkyard juggernauts with Francisco, test playing it mm-hmm. made me go, Man, I miss magic. <laughs> <laughs> So and that's another thing you would you got to you got to test run Junkyard Juggernauts, which is the uh, game that Francisco is building right now. Yeah, I'm excited. I think I will enjoy it more when it's a physical game. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of my frustration with it was mm-hmm. the tabletop topia. Website. Oh yeah. Because I'm like, why are you not going where I want to go? Want you to go? <laughs> why are you? Like I picked up four cards by accident. I did that a lot when I played with them. And that's and the I was like, I don't know how to turn this back over. So here's this card, guys. Sorry. <laughs> uh, for context, for there's a there's a website that allows you to build your own like card game on their website. It's actually pretty interesting because they also allow you to play a lot of the board games that are like really fascinating that we would probably play, except we don't have time. Indeed. Um, and time with friends who could play with us. Yeah. So they, uh, so it, it would be easier to play in that setting. Mm. A website, not a, not my team. Right, exactly. So, but um, so Francisco's built his entire game in that, and so he's been doing some beta tests and everything like that. So, I'm excited to see the final product of it. I am too. I'm I'm excited for the Kickstarter. Yeah. Because again, I want physical. I w- It was fun. I had enough fun that I was like, I would buy this even if it wasn't Francisco making it. Right. Um, because this is the type of game that you and I would either play together or grab friends. Mm-hmm. It's not really meant for two players. I, there is a way to do two players, I believe. I believe he's built that into the system. Um, but it, then it's like you both are fighting the warlord, I think. I can't remember how he, how he said he was going to have it set up. Yeah. But that's the thing is he created contingency plans for all that. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Like he's oh. really gone above and beyond to think through this game. That's what Francisco does. He goes above and beyond. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really fascinated with that game, and when it becomes physical, right? I want it because, again, it's it sounds like something that it felt like something you and I would have fun playing. Oh yeah, totally, one hundred percent. 
So cool beans. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, did a lot of talking. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's continue the conversation with our actual topic for today, which is a Netflix TV series that they just dropped. Um, and I say just dropped. They dropped it three weeks ago. Is that yeah. when it came out? And, it came uh, Mid-February. And this yeah. is the beginning of March. Yep. And so we liked it a lot. And uh, we want to talk about it. And that is House of Ninjas. And uh, just kind of the, the description on the on IMDb. Uh, the Tawara family, the last Shinobi clan, it had abandoned its roots after an incident in the past. Now, But now the family must take on the greatest crisis in Japan history. One of that threatens to shake the nation to its core. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So it's an eight episode series and uh, it was created by Dave Boyle. And uh, Dave has done um, things I've never seen before. I'm just going to be real with you guys. Uh, Big Dreams of Tokyo, White on Rice, uh, Man from Reno. I haven't seen none of these things whatsoever. It's humorous. All right. Um, so I, I can't speak to that, but um, it, it's got an interesting looking cast. One of them is a guy named, and I'm going to butcher all these names. Uh, yep. We both. Uh, uh, Yosuke U- Ugichi. Uh-huh. And um, he plays the father of the of this family, uh, but he also plays uh, characters in the Ronan Kinchin movies, live action movies. Um, and he was in a show movie called Silk, and um, he does a lot of like really interesting movies. It looks like mm-hmm. um, that. Just looking at the some of the titles of some of these things, I'm like, I check this out. This looks like fun. And then there's another character who's, I guess he's like the main character. I, I would consider him to be like one of the main characters. Is Haru, uh, played by a character, a guy named Kinto Kaku. And um, he played, and this is, I didn't know they made this into a thing. But there was a live action TV show, or no, TV movie of Rama One Half. And I had no idea this was a thing. I feel like. Japan has been keeping the live actions to themselves. <laughs> They're like, mm, we've seen what America does to their live actions. We're just going to keep it over here. Y'all just keep it in-house. Y'all don't get to know. Like, nobody yeah. talks about it. Don't put it on the internet. This is a Japan-only thing. Like, <laughs> so, And honestly, like, I can't blame you. <laughs> yeah, I can't either. And so, but also something we would recognize is uh, he is in the spy family movie Code White. The one coming up next month. Uh, yeah. Luca, dear, the character he plays. April. So we have a reason to go. If it comes to our theater. God, I hope it does. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait, is it? Is it come out in April? Yeah. Here. Oh my me, goodness. Let me Google it. Hang on. No, I think it comes out in December. What? Dumb. Pretty sure it comes out, sure it comes out in December. Hang on, hang on. 
<laughs> we're now checking. Uh, when does Code White come out? Uh, nope, April 19th. Sure enough. Yes. I remembered because that's Noah's birthday. Ah, I see. I see. That is my little brother's birthday. So gotcha. um, it's already come out in Japan. So this is when it's coming to America. Mm, without understood. Um, right. so <laughs> we get to watch it. I think right. it came out in November of, uh, of, um, 2023. Oh, okay. That might be what it was. So, but anyways, so, um, the show itself, it, like it, the description, it's it's about a family of ninjas. They're Lashinobis and something. And we'll get into the spoiler portions of it. But it has this interesting feel to it. Um, it's, again, it's a TV show. and But there's like this lightheartedness to it. But it also gets super yeah. serious at times. And um, I genuinely was drawn in from word go. It rides a real good balance of being serious. But also not being dumb Mm -hmm. has a good humor to it, but it's not a, a, Oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to like just be super goofy, which Japan does (laughs) like, that's a thing. And Mm -hmm. we appreciate that when it's a thing, but I think for this, it would have made it not as entertaining. Yeah. Because totally. of the serious of the story. Right. So the whole series itself, though, it um, it kind of carries over this conversation while it's balancing the goofiness, but also the seriousness of certain things. This whole question of, like, what happens when a family, this is their lifestyle? Like, because, they're again, they're shinobis. And basically in this world, they're, the government has a whole bureau that's in charge of managing the ninjas and sending them out to do... Bureau what needs to be done affairs yeah <laughs> and so but they're having to deal with this and they suffer a huge loss and then they're having to kind of walk through the loss and we'll get into some of the spoilers here in a little bit mm-hmm. and it, and that's one of the things i appreciated was like it really does kind of look at like you know what happens when they have real grief and you know questioning what they've been doing and all that kind of stuff it's it's really good um i really it was one of those that we watched it dropped like on a monday Mm -hmm. we picked it up tuesday because we're like oh this looks interesting Mm -hmm. which we rarely come across stuff that quickly just organically yeah we hadn't heard anything about it we didn't know about it Mm -hmm. it's like oh well this looks interesting right um and then we finished it by Sunday. Friday. No. Was it Sunday? We watched some on Saturday. Okay. Wait, I want, I'm almost positive because that was a, we had stuff going on during the week that week. So mm-hmm. we were able to just like binge through it. But I'm almost positive we finished by like Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Went to church, came home and watched House of Ninja. Right. <laughs> Yep, that was basically what we did. And it, it was, again, it was just really good. Like, it drew me in the entire time. It also was, even with the seriousness of the nature and the 
there there is blood and gore mm-hmm. um even with all of that it was really hopeful mm-hmm. like there was a a hope to it amidst everything that was really nice to see mm-hmm. 100% all right well um really we can't get too deep into this conversation uh without giving spoilers right and so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break and um come back and talk about the spoilers because yeah i i want to talk about this we need to talk we need to talk (laughs) all right guys we'll be right back after this quick little break This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. In a world where live-action movies reign supreme, two awesome dudes are keeping things animated. If you want to hear a couple of animation nerds gush about the movies they love, then hop, run, or fly on over to The Cellcast. Available on most podcast platforms. All right, and we are back from our break. And uh, today we're talking about House of Ninja. And uh, but before we do that, I want to say uh, I want to encourage you guys. Make sure you guys check out the Cellcast. Uh, Celeste and I we just got back from out of town. Uh, we took a quick trip to Waxahachie, Texas, um, to procure some stuff. But on the way back, we got to stop in Tyler, Texas, to see our friends uh, Drew and Jacob over at the Cellcast podcast. Also, our friend uh, Adam Arsnagan is bride Melissa. But um, love those guys. Uh, they're so much fun. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> like generally and so then what? they are a lot of fun and then adam is a lot of fun mm-hmm. um so and and his wife melissa so just all of them together it was good yeah it was a good time all around um so make sure you guys check out the subcast that being said ladies and gentlemen uh we're getting into the um spoiler section of this uh because there's just no way for us to talk about it the fact that we're three weeks out from watching this and we still have thoughts and opinions that we need to talk about right should tell you something about the show right so um like i said this falls a family of ninjas and the series starts off you you discover that something's happened and what they kind of drag out all the way through is that what happened was that um, one of the sons of this family dies. And there's been a time jump of six years. And basically, after he died, the father, he's like, we're done. We're going to be a normal family. Like, he's actually, like, turning away jobs. And everyone else is like, we really want to continue doing this because this is all we know. And uh, it becomes a really interesting conversation the um the one of the the daughters she's like secretly continuing the practice she had a real close relationship to her brother who died 
And so she's still doing this. She's still being a ninja. She's still going out and doing her thing. And um, like she's stealing stuff and returning it three days later. And it's becoming like a thing. Like she's got an Instagram. <laughs> showing it. Yeah, it's it's whatever. I don't think it's actually Instagram, but it's Instagram ish. Yeah. And then the the son, the oldest son that that's left, um, he is like, what's what he looking for? He's like, he's like refilling Coke machines, basically, or yeah. vending machines. He's a, he's a uh, what do you call that? Is it a tech? No, it's uh, he's the person who who refills Coke machines, basically. Yeah, and so he's what? doing that, and but at the same time, secretly hidden away. Every night he stops at a ramen joint and eats ramen. And there's this lady who's been there for like the last few weeks that he's like got a crush on. And like they're casually developing a relationship, which is taboo because as a shinobi, he's not allowed to. Like they, he can't have a relationship unless the bureau tells him. They're also not supposed to eat meat. Yeah, that's the thing. No meat. And he's been eating meat anyways. which is interesting because later in the series, because I was like, why are they vegetarians? The, the, uh, there's a grandma. Mm -hmm. She makes the comment of, Oh, I shouldn't have had that burger. They can smell (laughs) a mile away. And I went, you know, that makes sense that it would be a, this holds a scent rather than a, we, d- we don't eat animals because I'm like, you're yeah. killing people. So you should have no problems with like. <laughs> exactly. Like, what's the point here? <laughs> what's happening here? But it, I appreciated that they had that line in there because it made more sense to me. Yeah, definitely. And so um, and then the mom, she's been to keep her skills up. She's been stealing from the grocery store. Yeah. And um, like and random things. Yeah. Like she's buying like she's grabbing like salt and pepper. Spices and then like hiding it in a tub in the in the kitchen or something like that. Like, just no sense to it, right? It's so. kind of crazy. So, but like I said, it's it's really interesting watching them play this whole story out of really this sadly hurting family. They're trying to recover from grief. Yeah, and um. I honestly think that they handle grief really well in the show. Oh yeah. Like they're because there is the sometimes they're okay, sometimes they're they're not um aspects. Cuz cuz grief is one of those things that it pops up on you. Sometimes yeah. you're you're fine, sometimes you're not. So Definitely. it uh it's it uh, they handled it really well. Yeah. Um, where you they really see them begin to deal with grief, though, which I thought was interesting. The way they did it was when the older son it comes out again. This is a spoiler. Um, isn't actually dead, and which kind of called, huh? Yeah, yeah. We we called it from the beginning, even though they tried doing like a, a little switcheroo on me. Like I was like, okay, he's not dead. <laughs> But then, like, when he shows up, all of a sudden, the grief is being handled in a very different way. Like, there's this joy, but then there's something else that happens that there's there's another act of betrayal that takes place that make, leaves them even scarred even more. Which we don't want to necessarily give that away. Right. Like, but, even if you're listening to the spoiler section, we don't want to ruin the ending for you. Yeah, definitely. But there's this whole thing of, like, 
man, how do you how do you navigate that? And we've we've talked about grief a lot on the show on we Calm have. Talk and stuff in the past. Um, that's a hard t- hard thing to walk through of going. It, we've lost somebody. Well, and it's a hard thing to portray well mm-hmm. because it's one of those things that it can be different for everybody. But because they had so many characters, they showed how it can be different for people. Yeah. So it just, they handled it really, really well, I thought. Yeah, definitely. So, um, but again, that's just, again, that's just like the, the basis of things is this family going through grief, trying to survive life. Um, and then outside of that, you have the history of the Shinobi, the ninjas, which again is kind of obscured in and of itself. Um, and it's like it's rooted in Japanese life really, really interestingly. And it just brought, brought together a really cool story for me. Yeah. Well, and like even even just a we don't watch a lot of stuff. We don't watch a lot of J dramas mm-hmm. where it's just everyday life set in Japan. We watch a lot of anime, yeah. which can have stuff that's set in everyday Japan, but then you have to go, okay, is this actually everyday Japan or is this just a cartoon? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it did a good job of like showing life in Japan. It still could be hyped up because we all know from American shows that like things are just sometimes unrealistic. Oh, but, totally. But just the the everyday life going to the store the way people are responding to things it was it was interesting to see yeah uh and i think that's a, it's not a slice of life no 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 but no. at times it feels like it like the father they part of the cover for the family is he runs a sake plant and because he, of shinobi they don't drink yeah and he but like it's just like running the sake plant like running the the day-to-day business of everything and trying to make sure everything's good to go uh the daughter she's just a school student and dealing with that and i i loved the fact that it grounded this family as just a family like so many of these ninja things it's like it's like they they make it this big mystical thing and there's all this stuff crowded or clouded in mystery which there was some but they were just a normal people <laughs> that you could relate to can we appreciate the the bureau for ninja affairs <laughs> for a moment because that was the, probably the funniest thing my dude who was just reading manga and watching anime so they knew how ninjas and shinobi were seen in popular culture yeah <laughs> like, like it's one of those things it makes sense mm-hmm. that if they were I mean, they might be real. I don't know. But if they're real, that there would be an, a segment of the government that would need to go, okay, how are they perceived? Mm-hmm. What's the general public thought process mm-hmm. of things going on? Yeah. And you, you know, like every every government agent, every uh, world government, they have somebody doing this. Like, how are we perceived? And mm-hmm. and and some of them, I'm going, you're not well. But uh, <laughs> somebody's falling down on the job. <laughs> that was an interesting to add. And then they had that. What was it? There's a goofy guy that had just joined the bureau. Oh, fanboy. Yeah, he was like a ninja fanboy. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a fanboy. <laughs> It's just so funny. 
like I kind of kind of want them to do a side story of showing how he got pulled into the bureau. Yeah. That like would... how how did he get brought in? I have an idea. I have okay. an idea for a short. Okay. This would be a short series that they would do. And I'm talking about maybe like those two minute clips of the guy who was just reading manga. <laughs> and and the guy who's just super excited, just them like as a slice of life, just doing <laughs> like, like going to the manga store or fitting, thing, fitting things in, in between the other stories. Like at one point they're searching through paper because there's been a murder, right. uh, a mass murder. And they're trying to figure out what's happened. Who's, who's died, why they've died. Um, who killed everybody because everybody on a boat dies Mm -hmm. and so they're trying to put back together a list and like just imagining you know the tough guys the cleanup crew walks out and it's just him and the guy who's reading stuff and he's like man and just like the conversation that they had to have had in that moment because they're the two youngest Mm -hmm. in the division right (laughs) like stuff like that right so it's good stuff. Um, just real quick, some of the base stuff. I thought the fight scenes were pretty decent in this show. They were. Like the choreography was was pretty solid. There wasn't like <clears throat> one of the things I get I get frustrated with sometimes is like there's always like this fast paced um, action shots and shaky cam, and it wasn't like that from this. Like it was like Mm-mm. some of it, like it was choreographed, but it was like legitimate martial arts. But then the costuming was pretty cool too. Oh yeah, like and- the. Uh, Real the bad guy ninjas, they were kind of creepy. Huh? The bad guy ninjas. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the family, the Shinobi family, mm-hmm. um, not the bad guys, but the ones that it focuses on, they're wearing like tech gear and yeah. ordering things off Amazon. And <laughs> well, I don't think she was supposed to order things off Amazon in that one episode. <laughs> But it just, it kind of grounded in reality. Again. Yeah, it did. And that was the thing. I, I saw some personal line. They're like, oh, the, the ninja costumes don't look real. And I'm like, what do you mean real? Like, we're all guessing this stuff. Like, <laughs> like we but, don't have a lot of records from that time because one shogun went nuts. Exactly. But like beyond that, it's like, like, the whole thing about, about ninjas is that like they, they hide in plain sight. There's a level that their clothes will just look like normal clothes, mm-hmm. but be effective for certain things. And they did some stuff that was kind of fantastic. Like there was one moment where the mom was like dressed in this flowing dress and she had a scarf wrapped around her face and everything like that. Super impractical. But at the same time, she made what she had work. Like it was impractical, but at the same time, she was not expecting to have to ninja fight. She was on a <laughs> <recon> mission. <laughs> right so i i'm glad you pointed like it because some of it is it's kind of that tech wear stuff which yeah, by yeah. the way if you're a tech wear company can you make a size fat so i can buy your clothing because <laughs> i like i like some of the tech wear <laughs> so but it, it's all real practical stuff stuff that like no one would notice mm-hmm. if you were wearing right but until you put the mask on and then right. people would be like, what's that guy doing? Exactly. If and they even still, saw them. Even still, like there was a whole scene where like the the son was like walking around town and he's just got his hoodie up 
I mean, and he's wearing a mask, but it's, I mean, it's more like one of those, we call them COVID masks now, but I mean, they wear masks all the time in Japan. Like Mm -hmm. he does, he didn't stand out. Yeah. And that was, that was good because this was still, this was at the point where they were like, dad was like, we are a normal family. (laughs) No, you're not. not. Um, Normal families don't have whole secret layers in their house. (laughs) Exactly. Well, that's the, and that that brings up an interesting conversation of itself is this dude, this family been raised with a purpose with a mindset of doing certain things. And then to have that purpose just ripped away from them suddenly. It's, and even without it, because there is a younger son who was very young Mm -hmm. and, Things went down, and they originally were like, "No, we're not doing this mm-hmm. anymore." Um, and so he's like seven or eight, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know anything. They've kept right. it from him, and when he finds out, he makes the statement, "I knew something was different about me, but I didn't know what." Mm-hmm. And it's a he had a talent because this is a familial thing that mm-hmm. wasn't being realized, wasn't being well, seen. Also, but his whole thing was like, it wasn't being fostered and he felt different from his family themselves. Yeah. He, yeah. he was the most normal out of his family. And, but he knew that, that it wasn't right. Yeah. Like he knew that he was different. And he didn't understand why that, mm-hmm. that moment broke my heart a little bit. Cause I'm like, yeah. Oh, or baby like he didn't know right he just wanted to be part of his family and he couldn't because dad was trying to rob the identity of the family oh because he was hurt because he was trying to over over overdo things because he was oh, hurt right. yeah thank you and and that brings up a whole lot of conversations of itself of like sometimes when people get hurt we that's just the thing we recluse we pull back yeah. But you can't and, pull back from everything. Well, and it's understandable to pull back from things for a time. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as it's not a permanent, I'm going to drop everything mm-hmm. and seclude from the world. Taking some time off is important, especially in situations like this, to heal, to yeah. Get your the the ground back underneath your feet, like just yeah. to handle things. But where things were an issue is that it went on too long. Yeah. Like, had Dad gone, we need we need a year or two to like adjust. We we are not ready for this life mm. anymore. We we have to take into account the fact that I just lost my eldest son who was supposed to take over mm-hmm. and now my middle son is the one who's going to have to take over. Like we have, we have to heal as a family. Yeah, totally. It was when it went from, we have to heal as a family to we're not doing this no matter what. Yeah. That like it that's became a whole an issue. thing. Yeah. That it became an issue. Right. And so, that's a great balance. I think everyone has to walk through when they've been hurt. I mean, there's a point where you have to let go and that's, that's difficult because the mindset is, Oh, if I move on, then I'm acting like it's not a big deal. No, it's still, it's still a deal. It's still a big deal. You were yeah. hurt. 
it, well, nobody's saying that. But I mean, you cannot live in the tragedy for the rest of your life. Because then you're doing a disservice to the rest of the family. It's And it's not healthy for you because then mm-hmm. you are robbing yourself of someone who is able to take that and use it for other things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Well, it's got a little bit deeper than I thought it was going to, but it's cool. Uh, so, know, y'all. <laughs> bottom line is, because it, it ends at a cliffhanger. It does. Oh, my gosh. Well, I said it wraps up the story, but then opens up another doorway for season two. Like, they did a good job of wrapping up the main story, mm-hmm. but I need more of this world. Yeah, definitely. And I, it, I need more of it myself. It left on a good cliffhanger that we can explore for season two, Netflix. Yeah, let's get on it, Netflix. Don't leave us hanging. <laughs> All right. So, um, any announcements or things that we need to say before we bring this to a close list? Uh, we have Anime April coming up. So, yes. we're hyped about that. Uh, we're going to try and get some people in to either podcast or guest or guest on the website. Right. Um, we're in talks. So, that's a thing. And yep. then um, we'll, we'll have our Anime April merch yeah. available. We're gonna- yeah, working on all that kind of stuff. Uh, also, just a heads up: we, you know, if you if for some reason the only thing you know is Calm Talk, which I'm not sure how that happens. Um, we have Geek Devotions, the show where we put out weekly devotionals, and it's on YouTube. As of late, we've started also putting them in their own uh, podcast feed. So just look for Geek Devotions on your favorite podcast catcher, and it pops up, and you guys can get our weekly episodes there too. Yeah. So. And then we also just had an episode of The Bottom Shelf Drop where yeah. we talked about Lady Hawk and we asked the question whether or not it's good. We also just had an episode of We Read Allegedly Drop mm-hmm. where we talked about uh, Musashi. Ah, yes. That and was a lively conversation. Lively. Things got spicy. <laughs> so if you guys want to check those out, make sure you guys look uh, look those up in your favorite podcast catcher. Well, Celeste, you want to land the plane for us, babe? Sure. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to rate and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. So until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love.